Rhode Island's Born and Bred Zymedica is a company that focuses exclusively on product development for healthcare, changing lives, doing well while doing good in a very complex healthcare product development environment. Internationally recognized healthcare product development guidance and consulting is right here in our own backyard. Welcome to the Road Pod. You are listening to MedTech Monday, and I'm Danielle Sturm, and I'm here with Joe Gordon, who is the Vice President of Innovation at Zymedica and a seasoned product developer. Hi, Joe. Hello. Um, before we get deeper into your current role at Zymedica, can you give us a little background on yourself um, and your work in the medical industry? Sure. Uh, I've been with Zymedica coming up on 18 years now, so a pretty long tenure there. Uh, before that, I actually worked at a different product development consultancy in Cambridge, Massachusetts called Product Genesis. So fairly unique that my career has been 100% consultancy. Uh, it's always kind of piqued my interest. I always appreciated the project variety and working on different types of engagements and different clients. And it's kept it interesting. I've always said that I'll, I'll keep working there as long as the days go by really fast. And that's what happens. Every every afternoon, I'm usually wishing that the time would slow down. And I think that's a good sign that I'm working at the right place. Yeah. Um, so what does it mean to be the vice president of innovation at Zymedica? And what do you oversee? Sure. Yeah, it's a, it's an exciting title. I was pretty proud when I when I got that. Uh, it has really three main facets. Uh, the first one I would describe is just establishing the processes that we utilize, in particular, the early phase development. Uh, to define Zymedica or innovation at Zymedica, I would say that it's making sure that it's integrating all the appropriate disciplines to execute projects. So we're a very vertically integrated company with a lot of different disciplines to pull upon. Uh, we have a large, diverse staff and also a very uh, kind of broad experience set from projects that we've worked on historically. Uh, so we want to make sure that we're establishing those processes such that we're utilizing all of those different kind of opportunities or tools that we have available to us. So uh, by establishing those processes and documenting them and being able to onboard new employees and um, be able to basically disseminate that knowledge across the organization, that's really the job or the task that I've taken on. Uh, it's also an opportunity I, I can actually get closer to the project. So as something is interesting or a strategic account or just a project that I think I can really kind of help influence, I will be involved in actually developing the execution strategy and then monitoring how it's actually being uh, executed and monitoring that progress. Mm -hmm. Inevitably, some things change or some projects maybe have some issues here and there. So there's also the, the, the targeted, hey, this is happening. What should we do about it? Uh, and then there's also definitely some business development aspect to that. So as we engage with new clients or start new conversations around how different engagements could exist or what our experiences have been that would be appropriate for solving this new client's needs, uh, I can get brought into some of those conversations and both describe our capabilities, but also be part of the uh, the crew that establishes the execution strategy that's captured in the proposals. Mm -hmm. So tell us who Zymedica is. So Zymedica is a product development consultancy. Uh, we focus exclusively on healthcare. So we don't own any patents. We don't do any of our self-branded products. We are we are always working for clients. Uh, pretty pretty diverse mix of clients as well. So we work for all the major medicals, but we also work about fifty percent of the time for with startups. A lot of different focus areas. So the company itself is focused uh, or is split up into a series of sectors. So we do uh, diagnostics, we do a lot of med tech uh, products, and we also have a pharma and drug delivery sector as well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, now, when you say that Zymedico is registered with the FDA um, as a product developer, what does that mean? Sure. So it, medical device is a regulated industry. So we want to make sure that we're actually producing products that we can prove are safe and effective to be used on people. Uh, the way that that's been solved for in industry is to go through a registration process and make sure that your quality management system is compliant with that. So we're both FDA registered as well as ISO certified. Uh, so we are audited regularly to make sure that our system is robust and staying, staying current, state of the art, uh, and staying up to speed and, and in compliance with all the relevant standards. So mm-hmm. um, many times Sometimes the clients aren't quite sure what that means, especially the startups maybe don't have a full appreciation of what it means to develop a regulated product. So that is certainly one of the services that we offer is to help provide some guidance and mentorship and uh, even teaching moments for companies that are both big and small uh, to really bring them through that process. Many people are intimidated and find it very daunting. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be, but for the most part, if you actually kind of use a very practical approach and and understand what needs to be done and then right-size that. Um, also, not being afraid to reach out to the FDA and have some pre-sub meetings with them and uh, mm-hmm. hear it all the time. The, the FDA isn't the FDA it used to be. They've actually become a much more approachable organization yeah. and now really pride themselves on collaborating with, with different com- companies mm-hmm. and with the goal of getting more products out there rather than being more of an impediment to it. Uh, so we, we have learned how to work with the FDA and have established a proven track record of what it means to get through a regulated industry mm-hmm. or a regulated process to ultimately be successful. Yeah. And so from the perspective of an entrepreneur or startup looking either to work with you or some type of product development consultancy, um, and you tell them that you're FDA certified in ISO, um, what does that mean for them? Does that mean it's more streamlined? They can speak with FDA easier? What else? Uh, not necessarily. It's. I don't want to say it's a check the box. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost a prerequisite if you're do, developing medical devices, then you should have that. Mm-hmm. Um, some people can do a little bit of the upfront stuff, but chances are they're not going to maybe do it correctly or to the full extent that it should be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if, if a entrepreneur or a startup wants to develop a medical device and they're not quite sure what the FDA's role in it or why you need a quality management system, uh, that's where some of the education would come into, or that's where organizations like NEMIC actually play a key role mm-hmm. of being able to provide that guidance and give some clarity to that understanding. And uh, even things like reimbursement codes, and mm-hmm. it's these are things that people may not appreciate or know. Uh, and it's really important that they actually get that foundational knowledge from some source, and that's where NEMIC plays a, a key role, and that's where we can provide some guidance. But if a company maybe that early or doesn't really have that understanding, that's really, really where we would kind of instruct them uh, where they should go for that information mm-hmm. to build that knowledge base. So mm-hmm. I certainly wouldn't want to invest in a company that doesn't necessarily understand what the FDA does. So. Ex- exactly. <laughs> so um, I know Zymedica, yourself, and a lot of product development firms in um, the medical industry are focused on human-centered design. Um, can you tell us what that is and what type of approach that is to, to creating products? Sure. Yeah, the human-centered design, it's 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 become a little bit of a buzzword in industry. Uh, it's something we've done from the very beginning. Our founders were industrial designers and have really imparted that into our most basic processes and really made it foundational within the company. So 
engineers know what it means for human-centered design. Every discipline in the building can appreciate that process and the value that it brings when it's done appropriately. Uh, we have brought in disciplines to really kind of round out that capability in terms of including establishing a very robust research group, as well as bringing on a full staff of human factors engineers. Uh, these are people that know how to actually research the product appropriately or use research, um, put themselves in the in the, the perspective of the users, really can apply that empathetic approach of getting onto the field and doing contextual inquiries to understand the environment of use, uh, can do the right amount of research to actually document the human factors, understand the entire user profile. Uh, if it's 5% of female, they know what that's going to mean from an, a grip span or a human capability and force right up to the largest humans. And, and actually, that's really the default, the 5 to 95. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's also an important part of the process. Is that the right number? Mm-hmm. Is, is that, are you doing more work than you need to? Can we do a little bit of that research into what is the actual user population that's going to be um, key here? Who are the stakeholders that you do need to solve for? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of rounding out what that, that definition of that human-centered means, is considering all of those facets. Um, and then can't forget the design part of it. Being able to interpret all that research and all that data and applying that into a design that ultimately would be successful, that can really drive that intuitive use as well. Uh, that's where our industrial designers are also very well-versed mm-hmm. at applying that information. Mm-hmm. So are there many other companies like Cymetica? In a word, no. So if we have been able to differentiate ourselves from... Many, there's many manufacturers out there that actually have product development services. Uh, many times they'll even discount them in the interest of getting a long-term manufacturing contract. Uh, there's also a lot of very capable industrial design companies or engineering firms that are out there that really, if you go to their website, they describe that they do it all, right? So uh, the reality is they probably don't. Uh, if you really look at them, they may not have that ISO certification or the FDA registration and, and everything as described before that goes into the deep understanding of developing a medical product. Uh, but most importantly, they don't actually have the manufacturing capability in-house. Uh, so by being able to take that from the earliest stages of a product development right up through doing traceable builds and manufacturing lots all in one roof, all under one roof and all within a single quality management system, this allows us to truly do that development in the most kind of comprehensive and complete manner um, by bringing manufacturing engineers in earlier in the process, by really kind of considering some of those uh, kind of manufacturing outputs at the design phase of the program, that's a key differentiator. Um, if a manufacturing, you're also avoiding the need to actually do the manufacturing transfer. Mm-hmm. So because Zymedica actually does it from beginning to end, we can maintain that design intent and not lose the fact that you're going to transfer a design package into a manufacturer who's going to say, why did they assemble it like this? They never should have used mm-hmm. this this assembly method. We're going to put glue in this spot instead, or we're going to use an ultrasonic welder because we ultrasonically weld everything. And chances are, if they make a change at that late stage in the product development, 
they're going to affect something. Something's going to start to go wrong. There may be some very good reason why we never went with a manufacturing process like that. And they're inevitably going to make some mistakes along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, And mistakes end up being time and money and time and and money equal delays. So Mm -hmm. um, most companies that come to us, speed to market is really critical. It's a differentiator. They're losing out because their product's not out there. Mm -hmm. So that's a real service that we offer is to be able to expedite that development process um, there's also a lot of examples where you need to actually prove that it's a viable product. Um, we do a lot of models where we're doing a first-in-human exercise, and getting a product that can actually be used on humans is the most important part. Not even necessarily getting a product that has actually would hit a manufacturing output. So by being able to cater our strategy and adjust our processes to focus on developing a minimal viable product for a clinical output, Mm -hmm. and then being able to do the design and the manufacturing and the uh, building of those traceable lots, once again, all under one roof, that really offers them that opportunity to get there as quick as possible. One of the other challenges that exists within the industry as well, too, is a manufacturer, they're going to want higher sales. They're going to want reliable, very predictable orders. They're going to come in there. The reality of a, of a new startup or a new medical device, there's a lot of uncertainty that goes along with that. And, mm-hmm. and oftentimes there's delays and uh, there, there could be clinical delays. There could be many good reasons why those pr- sales aren't as predictable up front. Uh, by being able to have a very flexible manufacturing mm-hmm. or specialty manufacturing with Enzyme Medica, that's also a very strong service that we can offer. Mm-hmm. Our goal isn't to produce a million of something year after year after year. Our goal is to guide our clients and help our clients get products that are launched. You mentioned before some of the types of companies that work with Zymedica. Um, it's about 50% startups. Who are those other companies that you work on projects with? Uh, they'd be major medical companies mm-hmm. or, or companies that have already produced medical products and have products mm-hmm. on, on the market. Mm-hmm. What stage do these companies usually come to you at or what stage of the products do you see? Oh, all sorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we have the doctor that has a great idea yeah. and just wants to develop a product uh, right up through the, the all, I'd say all 10 of the top 10 medical manufacturers. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the products that they have and the stages that they're at, it's commensurate with those different variety of companies as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm surprised by the, the inventors that can come in and they've been able to mature some of the development and um, each one seems to be unique in where they maybe don't understand or are slightly deficient. And mm-hmm. uh, that's where NEMIC and even NEMIC's questionnaire I find very valuable yeah. in terms of uh, kind of instructing companies to go to the questionnaire and then populate it. And it opens up new avenues that they maybe didn't consider. It yeah. allows them to really think in a very comprehensive manner to understand all the different facets and considerations that you need to kind of put in place before yeah. you really want to invest money and, and apply your dollars into the development. So what Joe's talking about with Nemec's questionnaire is our technology evaluation survey, which pretty much can take a look at a technology, an early stage startup or a concept um, from an investor's point of view to see the technology and kind of break it apart and say, if you cannot answer all these questions on this survey, then we don't think you're, you're 
idea or company is going to be investable. As soon as you can answer all these questions and you know what the next steps are once you answer those questions, that makes you investable. So that's how we easily kind of break down all technologies and companies in Zometica as well, breaks down these technologies and companies to say, where can we, where do you need help? Where can we support you? And kind of streamline that process of onboarding clients. Yeah, Zymedic also has a tool that's handy sometimes. When you get a client that comes in and says, we're all done, we just need two. Mm-hmm. And it's it's always some very small thing. Oh, we just we just need to make it a molded assembly instead of this machine thing that we mm-hmm. have. We say, okay, that's great. And by starting some of that dialogue and then starting to peel back the layers a little bit and ask them if they've done any risk management or mm-hmm. understand if they've actually established any of the requirements and then shown that the device can actually satisfy those requirements. And inevitably, you start to identify some areas where maybe they didn't even know they had to do something like that. Yep. Um, t- to aid in some of those conversations, we actually created a listing per phase of all the most typical activities that each one of these projects need to do. And it's pretty comprehensive. It includes some of the electrical and some of the software and some mm-hmm. product, maybe a single-use disposable and not have that. And that's mm-hmm. okay. But chances are 70% of that list is still applicable. And it looks like an eye chart. And when they start to scroll down and they, what's this? Yep. And what do you mean you have to do that? Yep. Uh, it's a good educational tool. Yeah, we use that as well. And I think it's not to scare people, but it's right. very daunting to we put it up on a PowerPoint mostly and we're like, all right, like this is everything you need to know to bring something to market. And people are just like, oh, my God. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's, I agree. It's it's not to scare, but it's a good calibration moment when yeah. you go from the statement, we're all done. Mm-hmm. And then they start to understand. Yeah, that's there. Yeah. And I, as I mentioned earlier, I mean, a lot of people can view it as a very daunting process, but like anything, if if you kind of I d- just pick one of those things on the list and say, all right, well, but this is all you need to do. Mm-hmm. It's it's not that big of a deal, but this is the diligence that's required. This is the activities that will ultimately get you through that. And mm-hmm. anything when you break it down to small enough elements can can make a lot of sense and not seem so bad. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of supports to um, what you said previously is through a lot of the work we've been doing, um, we've noticed that entrepreneurs don't know what they don't know. And a lot of our programs and a lot of our support comes from that because people come in and they're like, oh, we're done or we only have this to do, left to do. And what we find out through talking with them is they don't know that they don't know that they have a hundred more steps to do, which okay. is great. We're having Zymedica and some an organization like Nemec to tell you, you, you don't know what you don't know and let us help you figure that out. Yeah, and that's where... Zymedica, we really do pride ourselves on delivering value. Um, Mm -hmm. There's plenty of firms out there, as mentioned, that will take a time materials or apply engineers just to Mm -hmm. execute on a job. Um, That's not our model. Mm -hmm. Our our model is to really understand the business needs. What is the value proposition of the client? How can we cater our approach to satisfy their requirements? Uh, If they want to be aggressive and get there as quick as possible, we can do that. We Mm -hmm. can work with them. But we'll have limits where we'll say, no, you're not going to be successful if you're that aggressive. Mm-hmm. If if you skip these steps in the process, ultimately, you're not going to get through the FDA anyway. So you shouldn't do that. Yeah. And and that's really a value that that we pride ourselves in being able to, to do and a service that we really do make sure that we give to all our clients, including the major medicals of, mm-hmm. of help guiding them through, through that process and, and any of our output 
we have internal reviews and, and constant assessment. Are we truly delivering value here or not? Mm-hmm. One thing that um, interests me and remind me, tell me if I'm wrong, but Zymedica doesn't take any IP in any of the products you guys work with. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. yeah. So it, that is our model, and it's just a very clean story. Any project they're working on and any of the ideas that we come up in the development of that project, that's actually owned by our clients. Uh, it's also a key part of our innovation process and, and one that's really kind of proven to pay dividends um, in that when we actually do these early phases and we approach it, we don't brainstorm. That's another yep. kind of <laughs> clarification there. Uh, it is truly concept generation. And, and what that means is there's a, a robust process that we actually do a lot of investigation into. We really kind of break down the problem into to appropriate size elements so that we can actually apply um, the right people to that and generate a very diverse offering of different concepts. Mm -hmm. Uh, And once we have all that information and complement that with some of the technology research that we can bring to the game as well, that allows us to kind of piece together and and come up with a whole spectrum of of different options. And they're all viable for different reasons. Uh, And we'll use the client's input and and really that, that business drivers to ultimately choose which direction we go to in that spectrum. But by going wide and documenting it in a very comprehensive way, especially kind of articulating how we're solving each of the most difficult challenges, uh, that's a direct link to ultimately gaining that IP. Mm -hmm. Uh, I take pride in a few projects where we've done this and and ultimately chosen one that ultimately got launched, which was great. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then retrospectively, we're able to work with the client and do invention disclosures on the alternatives. And many instances had all the alternatives actually get IP as well. Mm -hmm. And so not only did they get a product that launched, but they also without any additional cost, have been able to do an IP ring fence around that one solution that was selected. Yeah, that's great. A company rings up Zymedica um, and says, I have a product, I have an idea. And what what makes you, what does that person or entrepreneur or company have already done that makes you say like, yes, we want to work on this project with you in terms of either research or development, or maybe you guys say yes when it's it's just an idea. Yeah. So as mentioned, you never know what's going to walk in the door. Yeah. So uh, I think the the ones that are become most exciting, I uh, think, have key challenges to solve. Uh, I mean, we're not a Me Too company. I think when we're going to be most successful as an organization and really kind of impress our clients the most is if they give us something that's a, a pretty daunting challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we do a pretty good job of finding a, a solution in the in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of what the client should have, in terms of being able to explain it, um, certainly understand the business and the actual market itself. Mm-hmm. So are they actually solving a need that exists? Uh, have they considered some of the the kind of the gutchas that are out there? Is it a, does it have a reimbursement code, or is it going to kind of if it doesn't, then it could be the best idea in the world, and it may not get that market penetration. It ultimately, may not be successful. Um, things like bundling is is another thing that you you see really good products that are out there, but just on the way that hospitals right now work is they usually have bundles. They're usually buying a lot of their product from a single source or a single large manufacturer. And if you're not able to differentiate sufficiently, then chances are the the hospital won't even have a mechanism or a way to actually purchase that. Mm -hmm. Um, So 
if a client or a, a smaller company has done their diligence and really kind of um, understood that those market and business aspects to it, mm-hmm. and they're bringing to us that real strong need, mm-hmm. that's ideal. Mm-hmm. That's not that common. Uh, no, that, that would be pretty impressive for somebody to come in with that level of foresight as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's where usually we're kind of assessing each situation uniquely. And uh, we try to be very honest when, yeah. when the right time is to embark with, with Symedica. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're, if they haven't done that diligence up front, then oftentimes it behooves them to do a little bit more of that research first. Mm-hmm. So to make sure that when we actually start our development path, that we're going to be on a predictable plan mm-hmm. um, by being able to, when we start to have surprises or changes or we have to kind of, if, if some of the real kind of business drivers evolve and change over time, sure it happens, but inevitably if that changes some of our development decisions that we've already made, then that's not in the best interest of the client as well. Mm-hmm. So on the opposite side of that, what are some of the warning signs that make you guys a bit weary with working with a, a potential client? In some ways, it's the inverse of that. Yeah. So it, it, the understanding the value proposition is an important one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes they're just very aspirational, right? So, yeah. I mean, there's opposing needs that exist on in development, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, if a piece of capital has a disposable with it and they want a really, really inexpensive disposable and a really inexpensive capital, it's like, all right, something's got to give. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if somebody comes in and they have more whimsical targets, if they if it's a complex product and they have a very low cost of goods target, there's just a delta there. Mm-hmm. And that just becomes a little bit of an uphill battle. Uh, I mentioned earlier that the client that comes in and says, I'm all done. Mm-hmm. And then they realize that they don't have a lot of those. I think those tend to be some of those warning signs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that's where... What, that's where that checklist, not to, to harp on that too much, but mm-hmm. to bring that back up, uh, some of those clients that maybe can't answer some of those questions or or maybe aren't answering them as honestly as as they should be. Mm-hmm. Um, those are those are warning signs and mm-hmm. not necessarily deal breakers. I think that becomes some of that educational value and that yeah. that guidance. Um, but sometimes you can gauge the characters and identify the people that are just so convinced yeah. that it becomes a little bit more of a warning sign that maybe it won't be the best relationship and that's yeah. not good for either party. Yeah. What do you what do you like to see in clients and in partnerships? What makes a good partnership with Simonica? Passion, I think, is the first word that mm-hmm. comes to mind. Uh, I mean, the people that really believe in what they're doing, uh, especially with these are products that they're coming that with a product that, that's passionate, that will truly change people's lives if it's launched. These are the ones that are, that kind of, it's one of the reasons I work in the medical field. Uh, it's interesting. We did a survey recently to, within Zymedica employees, uh, just what lights them up. Was it, why do they work at Zymedica? And a vast variety, or a large majority of the people actually did describe the fact that they work there because of the products we work on. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if 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 that's I think one of the first things I'd say is if somebody's passionate about it and it's a f- product that's going to make a difference, mm-hmm. those are the ones you want to work on. So I guess re- regarding those projects in the middle of like yes we'd work on them and no like we're we're going to turn it kind of into an educational and come back once you have these things done. If a company or a project comes to Zymedica and let's say they're about halfway there, 
what are your guys' abilities with like, do you help them kind of round out that market research and see if there's a need or is that something you don't do? No, it, it, and actually we do it quite often, mm -hmm. uh, especially if it's a first engagement and actually even the major medicals would do it sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, it, we usually approach those more as an assessment type mm -hmm. project, uh, fill in the gaps basically, right? So if somebody is saying that, this is done. We just got to do this. Then we say, okay, that's fine. But let's let's take a look at what you have, and mm -hmm. we can actually compare some of the design history file documents that they have to what is an appropriate standard. Mm -hmm. And rather than guessing, or well, you're able to give them very tangible advice that this one's fine, but with this one, you really need to do this because of. Mm -hmm. um, there may be some standards. Sample size is one that comes up oftentimes. They say that, oh, no, no, we've done that research. We've done the, that clinical work, but maybe they haven't done it to a suf sufficient size such that there's statistical significance. And they don't know that. They think they were done. But by being able to do a little bit of work and assess what they have, we're able to both provide some guidance to them and in many instances also provide some very clear direction in terms of here's something you have to do different. Um, and by being able to embark on this smaller piece of work, um, there's value delivered to the client uh, and it actually really de-risks the overall effort. If we're writing a proposal based on a lot of assumptions, chances are something's going to be different, mm -hmm. right? Some of those assumptions are not going to come true. And and that may actually negatively impact Zymedica or, or it may negatively impact the client. Mm -hmm. uh, so by being able to do this assessment, it de-risks the relationship and it makes the development a lot more predictable. It also allows us to write a proposal that's much more targeted and much more accurate to the true situation at hand. Mm -hmm. um, because of a lot of our listeners are startups and entrepreneurs who are looking to raise funds, what is kind of the range of costs that it looks like to work with Zymedica? So very interesting question. Mm -hmm. As you could imagine, I think the default answer is it depends. Mm -hmm. uh, getting through a regulated industry is expensive. Exactly. Right. So, I mean, and I think that's one of the tougher conversations, especially the surgeon that has this idea and he really feels like the development's done. How could it possibly cost that much? Uh, the reality is referring back to that, that list of activities that has to happen at every phase and testing like sterilization validation and biocompatibility testing. Uh, if it's a product that's an electromechanical, I mean, there's UL testing and 60601. So there's a lot of outside services, not just the work that Zymedica is going to need to do, that ultimately can build up to what many people would say is a lot of money. Mm -hmm. um, I, th I think one of, the, one of our sales guys used to say it, and it was good. It was a good way of just kind of giving a quick calibration. Even if you were going to do a regulated toothbrush, it's going to take you over a year to do it. Mm -hmm. And in many instances, could take you close to a million dollars if you're going to get some unique functionality out of there mm -hmm. as well, too. So, well, I hate to put a number out there, because, but I think it's also appropriate to put at least some range out of there. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get through all the steps in the process working with the development partner, any development partner, mm -hmm. for under $100,000. I think that's just a fallacy. Mm -hmm. uh, and then if you're really going to go into the development and you're going to get some complexity in there... And, um, you're going to build a robust design history file and then ultimately get to that launch and any clinical work that has to go with it. 
Mm-hmm. You should get some good sense uh, mm-hmm. what that is up front. And I think that's the key. And that's another value of doing that upfront work and understanding the business and, and really asking some good questions up front yeah. and looking out uh, development partners like Nemec and like Zymedica to get some of that guidance. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that is one of the pitfalls and bigger mistakes that companies can make is they start the development. They start doing the work and they start to make progress and then they go do the diligence and they may not have taken the right approach Mm -hmm. or they may ultimately have done some stuff that it wouldn't ultimately be successful. And now all of a sudden that's wasted dollars, that's wasted time and that's wasted effort. And who knows, maybe it's a product that never really should have gone to development. If they knew they only ever would have $100,000 to invest in it, but with sort of the right questions, somebody could have told them that it's a $1.5 million development effort, likely, mm-hmm. then they probably never would have started that upfront development. Exactly. So you never want to see people fail, right? You, ne- yeah. you don't want to squelch their dreams, but you also never want to see them fail. Yeah. And uh, we, we work with many, many startups and we always tell them whatever you think you need to raise for development, just double it. Yep. Just so it's good. <laughs> good rule of thumb. Um, time too. Yeah. yeah double- time in dollars. <laughs> exactly. Um, but so we're kind of getting into a conversation that we're going to continue having with Joe at um, an event up at the Venture Cafe Cambridge, which might actually be going digital, which is great. So if you're outside of the Cambridge area, you can tune in to listen um, to Joe and another um, one of our advisors and smart team members, Brian Clancy, um, talk with our co-founder, Aiden Petrie, about aligning development and funding strategies for med tech startups. And what does it look like to kind of start planning, not developing, but planning that development process to raise funds to then start developing either on your own or with a organization like Zymedica. So we're very excited to, to continue that. Joe, thank you very much for coming on. You're welcome. My um, pleasure. And if anyone listening wants to explore kind of a partnership and working with Zymedica, what's the best way for them to get started doing that? Uh, Sure. Well, there is always the Zymedica website, Mm -hmm. and I usually default right to spelling Zymedica, which is X-I-M-E-D-I-C-A. I am also listed on the website. I am also on LinkedIn as Mm -hmm. well, which is a, a good way of getting in touch with me as well. Awesome. And that's Joe Gordon. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Road Pod. I think we are in the midst of a great challenge with coronavirus, but also we're going to see tremendous opportunities to help our own country and the world come out of this. The deficiencies in our healthcare system have been exposed for all to see. We need to innovate. We need to move forward. And I hope to be listening to MedTech Monday as innovators try and solve some of these problems for the sake of humanity. Thank you. Again, you can reach me at Tom at theroadpod.com.